Hi, I'm Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. You know, there are a lot of people in our world today who are experiencing loneliness. Maybe you're one of those people. This pandemic has kept people from enjoying time with their friends and families. Our senior population is being held like prisoners in their residences, not able to leave, not able to have people come in to see them. Our children are being separated from their friends because they can't attend school, can't even go to their house to visit them. I mean, we're living in a real social mess, to say the least, aren't we? And we're not even certain how long this experiment is going to last. I mean, this generation has never done this before, right? It feels like those in charge are saying, let's try this and see if it works with no real empirical evidence that it will. I'm not criticizing. I'm just stating the obvious. We really don't know how to handle this virus. And it feels like we're all just guinea pigs in this huge experiment. Well, the point of what I'm saying today is that all of this has led to a whole lot of loneliness in our world. Maybe you're one of those people. People are craving to be with other people. Why? Because God has created us to be social beings. We were never intended to be to live isolated lives from one another. In fact, that's partially why after God created Adam in the garden, he said, it is not good that man be alone. No, it isn't. We're all experiencing that now. Adam needed a partner. And so God created Eve in that partnership with a woman partially was to procreate and populate the earth. But even as important as that would be, Adam wouldn't be alone. You see, God created us to be with other human beings. And when we're alone for too long of a time, it causes psychological issues that affect our health and mental state of being. In fact, we're told that one reason that the suicide rate has increased in the past years is because of isolation. Mother Teresa once said, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. And that terrible poverty is on the rise today. People are becoming lonelier, and social scientists say it's not simply because of the pandemic, but it's also because more and more people are replacing their flesh and blood relationships with virtual relationships. I mean, come on, we put a little box in our living room and we call it Alexa, and that becomes our social interaction. Uh, we're replacing face-to-face -face relationships with online friends that are a name and a picture and a profile of some sort. A lot of those people we might not even know very well. They ask to be our friend on some social platform, and we let them in. In 1985, only 10% of Americans said they had no one with whom to discuss important matters, and 15% they had only one such friend. Well, by 2004, 25% they had nobody to talk to, and 20% had only one confidant. You see, our relationships might stretch wider, but they're coming be, becoming more shallow. 
Even though we can be reached 24-7, our hearts are less touchable by another real person than ever before. Here's, an ex here's one example of what I uh, am talking about. Recently, I, I read a story about a woman by the name of Yvette Vickers. She had been a Playboy bunny, and she starred in B-grade movies. Well, here's the story. She died. And for the better part of a year, she went unnoticed before her mummified body was found in her home. A neighbor noticed her overflowing junk mail in her mailbox. You see, Vickers had faraway fans and friends on internet sites. And in fact, the news of her death was the subject of 16,015 uh, Facebook posts and 881 tweets. But she didn't have any children. She didn't have a church family. She didn't have any close friends. And her last phone calls were to distant fans of her movies. I wonder if on her final day on Earth, she had the same sentiments as the famous actress Dora Day, who said, if so many people love me, how come I'm alone? And you know, it's not just famous celebrities who are lonely. Ask the single parent who puts her kids to bed and keeps the television on for company. Ask the businessman who's burned out and fearful of letting his boss know that he needs help. Ask the teenage girl who's pregnant and fearful of telling her parents. Ask the child who's being bullied at school on the playground for being different. But here's what I want you to hear today. You can be sure of two things. Number one, you can be sure that God knows your anguish and hurt, and he cares. God cares about your loneliness even more deeply than you even realize. Do you remember the loneliness that Jesus faced when one by one his disciples turned and left him? Remember the anguish as he cried out in Mark 15, 34, when he was hanging on a cross of crucifixion, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In fact, do you remember the long hours prior to the ordeal on the cross when Jesus was in the garden and he struggled in prayer, wrestling with the anguish that was before him? And his disciples couldn't even stay awake long enough to support him in prayer? And do you remember how Jesus prayed in the garden found in Matthew 26, 39? If it be possible, may this cup be taken from me. Now, Jesus wasn't afraid of dying. He knew he would rise again. He wasn't afraid of the nails that would pierce his hands and feet. No, he wasn't afraid of any of that. He was prepared for the pain that would pay for the penalty of our sins. No, what he was asking in the garden that night was that he not be separated from the presence of the Father. In other words, he was praying that he might be spared the loneliness of separation from the one whom he had always been with. You might say that Jesus is a specialist when it comes to loneliness, and that's part of the reason that he can also give us the remedy for our own loneliness. It's because he suffered the pain of loneliness in being separated from the Father. 
that we never need to be separated from his presence. We have this promise given to us in Hebrews 13, 5, where he promised, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. In other words, you may indeed be alone, but you don't need to be lonely. Go ahead and read Hebrews chapter 13 and allow it to bring you into the presence of Jesus. Thanks for listening today. I hope you join me again next week. Pass this along to somebody else who you think might be lonely.